One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 143. Today, we're talking about building your business around you and what makes you special. In other words, we're talking about personal branding. And since I first came across her, there's been one person that consistently comes to mind when I think of creating a strong personal brand and specifically creating a bold personal brand. And that is today's guest, Suze Chadwick. Suze Chadwick is a bold business and mindset coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs go from business confusion to clarity, courage, and CEOing at the next level. With over 15 years as a brand consultant, working with global brands and entrepreneurs, Suze is also the author of Play Big, Brand Bold, and host of the popular Brand Builders Lab podcast. Through her programs, she works with savvy women in businesses to create courageously bold brands, get out of their own way, and build profitable businesses that take you from messy to magnetic. Many of you listening might feel like, for whatever reason, putting you into your marketing and personal branding isn't a good fit for you. But I think today's episode will convince you otherwise. In this episode, we discussed what is a personal brand, how personal brands can be relevant to people whose brands are about a product or who may not currently be the face of their brand, what kinds of businesses are or aren't a good fit for personal brands, what kind of activities build a personal brand, what goes into Suze's approach, how to decide what kinds of activities to focus on when it comes to building a personal brand, and Suze's best tips for creating a magnetic brand and more. Suze really knows her stuff, and she shares so much gold in this episode. I am so thrilled to share this conversation with you. Here it is. Suze, welcome to Making Good. Hey, lovely. So good to be here. I'm thrilled to have you here, and um, thank you for your patience with me with the scheduling. <laughs> I am, I've been a little bit, a little bit extra, so thank you. <laughs> That's all right. You're lovable, so I'm, I'm always Yay. flexible. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. At least I have that going for me. This is a really fun topic that we're going to dive into today. We're going to talk about personal branding and how to really bring you into your brand. Um, which is something that like I think of you for more than anyone else. So I am I just can't wait to dig into everything. Before I start picking your brain about all things branding and personal brand and bold brand, I would love for you to introduce yourself to my audience. Um, share a little bit about what you do now, of course, and maybe a little bit about the story that brought you to to come to do what you do. 
Yeah, absolutely. So hi, I'm Suze Chadwick. Uh, (laughs) I'm a bold business uh, branding and mindset coach. I'll tell you why in just a minute. But I have had my business now for about seven years. I started it as a side hustle when I was still in corporate. Uh, I was running an employer brand agency in corporate and ended up helping girlfriends build their business because when I got into that employer brand agency, I basically built it out. So we did all the pricing and packaging and the services and the marketing and the growth and all the rest of it. And it ended up being a global business where we were working with really big corporates to help them to attract the right people to them. And so I'm a big lover of brand and my definition of brand. And I feel like it's come from Marty Neumeyer, who's the godfather of branding as well, which is your brand is the emotional connection that you have with your audience. And it is the collective experiences that they have when they come in contact with you and what you do. So mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, and so when I ended up helping girlfriends kind of over dining room tables and glasses of wine to build out their businesses, I just found that it lit me up. Like I was like, this is amazing. This is so fun. And it was something that came really naturally to me as well. I come from like a sales background. And so I feel like it just, it just fitted really well. And they were, they, my girlfriends were like, you need to like do this. You need to get paid for it. Uh, and so they started referring me to friends. And so that's kind of how my business grew really organically through me just helping people and then finding that I loved it and them kind of helping me to start my business through referrals. And so over a couple of years, I went kind of four days a week in my corporate job, three days a week, two days a week, like they knew it was coming and then I (laughs) ended up leaving. And even I have to say, like I had an amazing corporate experience. So I'm not one of those people that was like, it was awful and I hated it. It gave Mm -hmm. me a lot of opportunities and it took me around the world. And so I'm really grateful for the experience that I had. Uh, but, you know, even when I resigned, my CEO was like, oh, God, go do it. Like if I was you, I'd go do it too. So they yeah. were just so lovely about it. Uh, and so ever since then, I have primarily been working with female entrepreneurs around their business and their brand and how they get more profitable and stand out. And more recently, I am being certified as a life coach. And so I'm bringing a lot of the mindset and that sort of transformational coaching into my business as well. Because something that I've really learned is that you can have all the tactics in the world, but if you don't have the mindset to Mm -hmm. implement them and show up and fully claim your space, then those tactics are kind of worth squat. So I'm, I'm excited to bring it all together now. And, and yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And I love it. Yay. So what kinds of, I know you have a membership, what kinds of services and programs do you offer right now? Yeah. So right now I've got BBA, which is currently Brand Builders Academy, but will be uh, relaunching in November around Bold Business Academy. And that uh, is basically how to become a profitable business, pay yourself well, and get the foundations of your business in place. It's Mm -hmm. kind of going from messy to magnetic is what I'm talking about for that. Mm -hmm. And it's also got a like life and mindset coaching element to it as well. It's kind of me bringing these new skills that I've got into it, which I'm excited to do. And so one of the things I'm launching really soon is a program called Courageously You, and it'll be an eight-week mindset uh, coaching program to help 
you get out of your own way and really step up into the identity that you want to have. So that's uh, those are two things. And then the other thing I have is my Amplify Accelerator and Mastermind. And so that's really for people who want to build a profitable personal brand, uh, do something that I call revenue stacking, which we can talk a little bit about, which is great Ooh. for personal brands. Yeah, it's juicy. I love it. <laughs> uh, and... And yeah, build like their group programs, become paid speakers, all of those sorts of things. So that's what my mastermind does. Amazing. Amazing. I already have a bunch of things that I want (laughs) to dig into that I heard you say. Um, The first is I've actually never heard that definition of a brand being the emotional connection someone has with your business. And it makes me see why if, you know, if that's your preferred definition of branding. It makes a lot of sense to me that personal branding would be such a focus for you because humans connect with humans emotionally better than anything else. So what for anyone who's heard this term personal brand, and I think a lot of people maybe are thinking of like, you know, having a LinkedIn page as like (laughs) their personal brand. Um, What, what is a personal brand in a broader sense or like, what could that look like in different ways for different kinds of businesses? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, personal brand in the simplest form is just your reputation. So it's what you're known for. Like when, if I was to say to somebody, you know, uh, what's, what does Lauren do and what is she known for? Then they will give me their version of what that is. And so your personal brand is what other people say about you. And Jeff Bezos said this, not me. It's what other people say about you when you're not in the room, uh, which, you know, just translates to reputation. But I think the Mm -hmm. thing is with a personal brand is that you can build it. Like you can make your personal brand be what you want it to be as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And why? So we talked a little bit about this before we hit record, but (laughs) a lot of my audience are product based business owners whose what they're selling, they might not think is that connected to them. Like maybe they sell pottery or jewelry or, you know, hand sewn products. Um, I do, there are all definitely service based business owners listening too, but. I think sometimes the service-based business owners are going to have an easier time seeing how personal branding relates to them. So if the listener is a product-based business owner in particular, whose business isn't named after them and you know what they sell is a product, how is personal branding relevant or useful for them to be thinking about? Yeah, for sure. And I've got some clients who are product-based businesses. This has been an interesting transition for them as well. And they've given me this feedback. They've looked at the stats on it, is that when they show up and they present the product and they talk about the product, their sales go up. So that's like, the most basic form of what, yeah. yeah. So pe- pretty good feedback. It's pretty good feedback. <laughs> like they're literally like when I, when I show the product, like I get good engagement, but when I show up and show the product, it goes through the roof and my sales increase. And I'm all about the numbers as well. Like I'm all about the emotions and the soft fluffy stuff too. I love all of that. <laughs> and you know how you feel and the brand experience and all of that. But at the end of the day, metrics don't lie. And we want to connect with people. Like you can have, you know, a a brand that sells a product and people love the product and all the rest of it. But if there is somebody that we can connect to that is part of that product, I think that 
the loyalty goes up even more. I'll give you an example of a small and a big brand. So there's a big uh, clothing brand here that I used to buy all the time. It's called Gorman. Uh, it was very much associated with my brand as well because I used to wear it. But the founder of, of Gorman is Lisa Gorman. And so whenever she spoke, whenever she was at an event, things like that, people would want to go. They wanted to be part of the person that was the creator of the brand and the product. They wanted to be part Mm -hmm. of that community. And so I just want you to think about if brand is a collective experience uh, or a collection of the experiences that somebody has with your product and with what you do, then you've got to ask yourself, is it easy for me to just connect to a thing, a product, or do I think that there's an opportunity here for me to build relationships where people become more loyal and feel more invested and want to be part of a community where they can see a leader of the community? Yeah. And so there's like lots of brands that I can think of, you know, Steve Jobs was Apple, uh, some of the small businesses that I work with as well, they just them showing up and them talking about their product and also them just connecting in a real way means that people are like, oh my gosh, like I love these. Thank you so much for it. Like there's that person that somebody can send a thank you to. There's a there's that person that somebody connects with. And I just don't think that you can underestimate the power of a personal brand behind a product. So test it out. See if I'm right. Mm-hmm. You know, give it a go and see. But I think that when you show up and you're a product-based business, I think people are like, oh my gosh, like that's like, I love to know a little bit more about you. If I love your product, I know I'm going to love you and I'd love to connect more. Mm-hmm. So I love that you have worked with small business owners who have like showed you or communicated the impact that showing themselves, I guess, to their audience has had on their sales. What does that mean practically? Like, is that you know, in your product photos, your face is there, or you're doing lots of face to camera Instagram stories, or, you know, what is, what kinds of changes have you seen your clients making when it comes to putting more of themselves into their marketing that has translated for them into these sales changes? Yeah. So I think that, you know, one of the clients that I'm thinking of at the moment, um, is, which is Giselle Jewelry. So she's got a couple of photos of her throughout her feed, not a lot, but she, sh- she does show up on stories and she shares, you know, what products are coming in and what's happening. And if she's at a market or if she's at a trade sh- show or anything like that. And she was sort of like, you know, when I am at a market or a trade show, then I get people that come up and they're like, oh, I wanted to come and say hi. Now, if you don't have a personal Mm. brand connected to your product, you're not going to get people who literally come somewhere just to see you or just to say hi or just to buy from you. And so, you know, it hasn't been a huge amount because I know that some people that's just not their jam. But I do think that as consumers, especially in the world of small business, we want to know the person behind the brand. Like we would love that. I think that would make a big difference. And so you've got to work out what works for you. You know, I'm never going to say go and do all these things when somebody's like, I just don't want to. But if you were going to do like, you know, minimum, (laughs) minimum, (laughs) what would that be? So maybe you've got 
you know, a picture of you just introducing yourself and your team, but also know that you can be the personal brand, but also if you've got other people who work with you or work in your team who are happy to do it, then that can also be part of the brand of the business where there's just somebody to connect to as well. So I think work out, is it you? Is it someone else? Um, how do you want that to work? What's the minimum you're willing to do to show, you know, to show who is the person behind the brand so that people have somebody to connect with? I'm hearing people in my audience Mm -hmm. saying like, yeah, this sounds great for people who are like really funny or charismatic or good, like articulate or have some special thing about them. And I'm hearing the people listening to this podcast thinking, but I'm just like a normal, boring person, like (laughs) who, like who cares? Right. How, how do you answer that? I just always say, and I say it when I'm talk, when I'm coaching people to speak as well, when you focus on yourself, you'll come up with all the excuses about why you shouldn't do something. When you focus on your audience, you'll come up with the reasons why you should. And so mm. when you are like, I'm boring, I'm this, I'm that, I just want you to ask yourself how you might make your customers feel when you make an effort to show up and connect with them. And it doesn't have to be all the time, like I said, but focus on them and not on yourself. And if you struggle with these sorts of things, then you could, you know, one of my clients who was a web designer, the way that we started to get her more integrated into the content that she was sharing was that I said to her, just show the product, say, yeah, let's start with that. Let's just show the product and then show you with the product, just a still image. And then maybe you just show the product, not you, but you're talking. Like let's just take baby mm-hmm. steps towards building confidence to do this more. And the more that you do it, one of the things that I have found is that when you do it, the feedback that you get will be so good mm-hmm that you'll wonder why you hadn't done it sooner. And it'll be so Mm -hmm. good that you'll realize, ah, Susan Lauren were right. I should have been doing this ages ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've definitely noticed that. I have this one photo that I always think about that I posted from, it was on Christmas Eve and I was in the airport at like 5 a.m. I had this huge green like Christmas tree sweater on that was just (laughs) totally ridiculous. And I took a picture of myself like completely unmade up, just totally not picture ready, not like camera ready, but I took a picture of myself in the airport bathroom and posted some caption about like, you know, enthusiasm. And it's like the most popular photo that I've ever posted. Like not the not the really nice headshots that are beautiful and I love them, but like I don't know, just showing the just everyday, you know, moments. It's always surprising to me how much people just resonate with it, even if it seems so unremarkable to you. You know what? We just want to connect. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we just we just want to connect with real people. And yes, I'm happy to buy products and things like that. But as I said, if you're a small business, it matters. It matters that there is somebody to connect with. And like you said, it doesn't have to be 
you know, fancy or anything like that. I think it's all about the real and the raw and the just there to connect rather than having something that's flashy and showy. Uh, you know, like you said, my, my professional photos, like they do okay, but it's always when I'm in the moment and I'm like, it's a random pick with me and my kids <laughs> or me and the dog. <laughs> that always does, yeah. that always <laughs> does really well. And that's because it's real and people can relate. Right. Yeah. People can find something to connect with in your like random everyday photo with your dog versus like they may not if it's a studio perfectly shot and edited, you know, professional, more polished photo. So I think there's a place for both. But um, yeah, it's just it's always surprising to me what people resonate most with. And I think what I'm hearing a little bit, and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, so (laughs) tell me if that's true, but it's like not really about impressing people as much as connecting with them. Um, yeah, which is, is like a little bit of a reframe for me because I think we always, we want to be so impressive to people, but that's not what's going to, that's not what's going to reach them on the emotional level. Yeah. And I think the one thing that I'd say on that line as well is that I know that a lot of people struggle with like, is it perfect? And how is it a reflection of my brand and all of this sort of stuff? But I just want you to know that nobody wants perfect. Perfect doesn't connect. Yeah. Like staged Mm -hmm. doesn't connect. Yes. Have beautiful product images and all the rest of it. I think that's important, you know, uh, but showing it, you know, even things like customers using your content. So one of the things that we've done with one of my clients is that I've just said to her, you know, I like get people to tag you when they've got your product and then do like a competition like once a month or once every two months or whatever, where if somebody shares the product with them, like that they've bought it and they tag you, then they can go into a the draw um, for whatever. And so she's like, oh my gosh, I did that. She emailed her email list of her clients and told them about this and she put it on her socials and she got inundated with mm-hmm. customers sharing content of them using the product. Once again, is it is it professional? Is it perfect? No. But is it amazing and does it connect and does it show their audiences your product? Yes. And then she yeah. shares it as well. Like we're done with perfect. Like we're done with things being like exactly right. We want real. We want relatable. We want raw. Like just, you know, have fun with it. Like I think if you can have more fun with your brand, it connects on like such a deeper level. Hmm. Yeah. And that's one thing I always think about with your brand. And for those who don't know Suze yet, like go to her Instagram or her website and just like, look at all the color and the fun and like, you won't forget it. It's very memorable. So what, I mean, I guess on that, to that point, like not, maybe not everyone's brand is going to be the, the colorful, bold, fun prints that you have that is so memorable, but how do you create a brand that feels like you And is also like magnetic for people the way that yours is. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, I always say bold, people think that bold is about color and being loud because that's just me, but it's not, (laughs) it's actually not. Bold is about, like, if you look at the definition, it's about breaking the mold. It's about going against the grain. It's about doing things differently. And so it's really you asking yourself, what can I do that's really different in my industry? Because at the end of the day, if you want to stand out, you don't want to look like everybody else. You don't want to do what everybody else is doing. You want to have your own take and your own spin on things. And so I think that that's really important to do is number one, what is uniquely you? Uh, something that mm-hmm. I talk about at isms. So for example, it's like, what is unique to you that you might say or do, or that when somebody sees it, they think of you. So I used to talk about the fact that, you know, I used to buy Gorman all the time and I call it brand jacking. So whenever somebody saw Gorman, like a Gorman store or Gorman out in the wild, they would send me <laughs> a DM. Yeah. They would send me like a message yeah. on Instagram. They're like, Oh my God, I just saw this dress. I think it'd be amazing on you. So. Just by doing that, by doing something I different. I think I did this recently. <laughs> what I did think you I do? Sent you an, I sent you a message or a, I sent a profile of like an Australian yes. really colorful dressmaker because I was like, oh, this is Suze. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I, I love it. I think it's about you just thinking differently. And it's not always about like, you know, coloring within the lines as far as your business and your brand goes. Like, start to think outside the box a bit and think, what is it that makes me uniquely me? What is it that's identifiable as me that when people see it out there in the wild, it makes them think of me and my brand? Like that's a really good question to ask as well. There's a business coach here in Australia and I always laugh. She's all about hoodies and Nutella. And so whenever I think of (laughs) hoodies and Nutella, I think of her. Um, You can, it can be whatever you want it to be, but I think it's just about getting really creative with that too um, and working out, you know, what you can do that's really different. And I always say bold can be black and white, like Chanel is bold and they're like, you know, black and white, you can be beige, you can be baby blue. Like it doesn't matter about being colorful. It's about how you connect and it's about the quality of the connection and the quality of, you know, the content that you share as well. And so, yeah, don't, don't Mm -hmm. worry about being like somebody else. Just think what makes me uniquely me and memorable. Yeah. And I think to your point about consciously looking at like, what does the landscape look like when it comes to all the other brands in my category? What can I really emphasize that would make me stand out? Because you're right. That's like, that's what a brand is. It's the things about you that aren't true about other people too. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. And just know that a lot of people are not willing to do things that are different. So just by you doing small things that are different, it'll make you stand out a lot. Mm hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to maybe either looking at your own brand or some of your clients' brands, what have been branding activities that have made the biggest difference when it comes to building a brand? Whether that has to do with like a strategy or platforms you focus on, or I mean, you can really answer the question however you want, but what kinds of things would you encourage people to focus on if they're really kind of excited about building a personal brand? Yeah, for sure. So I think that there's a couple of things. So the first thing is specificity, which doesn't sound sexy, but it is, trust me, (laughs) is that I always talk about like really name and claim your audience. People want to know that you or your product is for them. So for example, I always say, 
you know, I'm a business and mindset coach for doers. So if you're somebody who wants to be bold, you want to stand out, you want to, you know, like build a big personal brand, uh, you want to be a speaker, you want to be like this, you want to be like that. Like I name my audience and then people are like, that is me. Like I want that. And so I think just really knowing your audience well and being really specific with who they are and how you help them and how this product is relevant for them, I think is one way to build a brand of, you know, converts and community where they're like, that's us. Like people love to be part of something bigger than themselves. And so mm-hmm. being really specific with who you're for and naming and claiming them, I think is one thing that builds a brand really well. The second thing is obviously the consistency. So brand reputation is built on repetition and recall. So what from mm-hmm. a strategic point of view. So if I was to say to you, think about three luxury brands. You might be like Chanel Dior and I don't know, like Jimmy Choo or something like that. If I was to say Mm -hmm. to you, think about three, um, you know, car brands, there'll be three that you'll think about. And you'll think about three that are probably either in your price range or just above your price range. Like that's where you focus because they've marketed themselves so well. They've marketed exactly who they're for and what kind of person you might be. And so that consistency of message and the repetition as well builds brand. So you want people to recall and remember who you are. And so you've got to think about how you do that. It depends on where your audience is. You can do organic through your socials and showing up in different ways. Otherwise, you can pay to play, which is through ads. If you want to do targeting that way, you could do collaborations um, where obviously you're accessing somebody's audience. It could be on a podcast, etc. So just thinking about what consistency looks like for you and where that consistency would be that makes life easy for you. So for example, for me, I love Instagram. I find it fun. It's not hard work. So being consistent on there is not a problem. Now I'm, I'm trying TikTok. It is, (laughs) it is, I'm finding it not somewhere I love being. So consistency is hard for me. So I do think you've got to play to your strengths and play to where you feel is the right place for you to be. And then the third thing is really the connection, which is, you know, being a key theme of what we've been talking about. I'm a big one for connecting with my clients and my community and my audience in the DMs. You know, even the other day, I ran like a free Zoom coaching call webinar for all of my subscribers, whether they're clients or not, Mm. sharing some survey results. So I asked uh, like my audience what they're struggling with in business. And I got like loads of responses and I thought, this is great for me, but this would be, I I think that my audience would really love it if I shared it with them. So I just said to my subscribers, if you want to come and join me on a Zoom call, I'm going to share with you some of the insights and some of the things that I would recommend if you're struggling with this. And the feedback on that's been amazing. And so I, once again, it's about thinking differently. So how are you being specific so that people know who you're for and that they can become part of your community? How are you being consistent where you are and how are you building connection in the usual way as well as different ways? Something that's coming to mind for me right now is I'm just kind of thinking back to you saying really getting to know what's uniquely you and leaning into that to build your personal brand. What if people are like, 
I don't know what's uniquely me. Like I, (laughs) the people who are having a really hard time answering that question of like, what, what is special or different about them? Do you have any tricks or exercises that people could think about to start to answer that question? Yeah. Like firstly, I do hope that you know what is uniquely special and amazing about you. That's the first thing. But the the second thing is that if you are stumped in this moment, it's always good to ask your clients. It's always good to ask, you know, your audience. I'm a massive surveyor. I'm a massive pollster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ask my audience stuff all the time. And the thing is what you, there's two things. Number one, one of my clients was like, oh, I'm sure people don't want to answer that. Or wouldn't that annoy people if I asked them? And I'm like, do you like it when somebody asks you your opinion? And she was like, <laughs> she was yep. like, yes. And I'm like, so why would they not want to answer a question about what they think? So for example, you could ask friends and family, like what they, you know, what's the first thing they think of when they think of you? Pick, pick kind people. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> ask that question. But you know, what are the things that they would say? What are three words they would use for you? What are a couple of things that come to mind when they think of you? Uh, those sorts of things. And then when it comes to your, your business and your brand and your product and all of that, ask your audience, like say to them, you know, what, what is it that you love about what we do or what's your favorite thing about, you know, the product that we have or, you know, what are th- words that you would use to describe us and you can mm-hmm. make it fun. Like you could do a giveaway or you could just ask, you don't have to give anything as well. But I think just, you know, being really in tune with why people buy from you is such an important part of like just your customer journey. Yeah. And understanding mm-hmm how you can really capitalize on the things that are working for you in your business as well. Like I know the things that my clients love. You can also look at testimonials. Like if you get reviews and testimonials, that can be a really passive place for you to go to find out what people are really loving about your business and your brand too. But I've just made it part of my business to constantly be asking questions of my audience because I know that they love it when I listen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that advice because I hope that everyone knows or has a feeling of what's special about them too. But I think coming up with the, I don't know, finding a way to put that into a brand, it feels a little bit nebulous to me even. Um, so I love the advice of asking those around you, your clients or looking for patterns in your testimonials to see like, what are, what are people saying that kind of sticks out for them as different and unique? Um, that's great advice. What else just on the topic of personal brand before we start to shift gears, is there anything else that I haven't asked you or any final thoughts you want to say about, about personal branding? No, I just think that, you know, we're, we're in a day and age right now where I think that, like I said earlier, people want to connect with the person behind the brand and you don't have to be on all the time. So I just want to let you off the hook there, but I do want, (laughs) I do want you to think about how am I as the owner of this business having conversations with my clients and with my customers and how am I showing them that I care and how am I bringing them into our community and the conversation? And I think if you can do some of those things, that 
also builds your personal brand without you having to like be on camera visible all the time. If you're happy to do that, then do that. But if you're kind of like, I like to kind of be behind the scenes, it doesn't mean that you can't build a personal brand with your customers Mm -hmm. where they are now. And I can tell you now they will so value you making the effort to do that. Yeah, I really love that point that it's not the only way to build a personal brand is to show photos of yourself or videos like podcasting. If you don't like showing your face, maybe an audio platform would be a better fit. And I know for me, like podcasting has been the biggest way that I've done that. So that's a great point that just get creative about ways that you can really let yourself be seen and connect with people and have those one-on-one conversations. It is helpful to do video and to really show your face and and be out there, but there are ways around it as well. That's a great point. Okay. So I do have one more kind of more tactical question for you, and then we will move on to some of the questions that I get to ask all of my guests. Um, Another area of focus that I know you have is speaking, which is obviously connected to branding and building a personal brand. Um, But what advice would you have for anyone who's thinking about like, oh, I might be interested in getting up on stage at an event or being featured on a podcast? Where would you suggest that someone start coming from the point of like, I've never done this before and I'm nervous? What would be the best way to kind of dip your toes in the water with that? Yeah, I love it. I was laughing. You're like, what if somebody wants to get up on stage? I'm like, first of all, be invited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah, don't just go up. (laughs) I'm like, it's always good to be bold, but maybe just don't do that. I just make sure you've been invited. Uh, So I was literally doing a coaching call on this today. Uh, Is that the key things if you want to be a speaker is number one, is the mindset around it. Like you have to decide that I am going to be a speaker. Yeah. Cause a lot of times people are like, I really want to speak. Mm-hmm. I'd really love to speak. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? Like, are you, have you spoken before? Like, where have you spoken? Have you, if you haven't spoken before, what are you doing to get a little bit of that experience? Like, you know, what are you doing actively to start to set yourself up as a speaker. So I think just having the mindset of, yeah, I can totally build this like I build any other skill uh, and Mm -hmm. like I can learn another skill and showcase it, I can learn to be a speaker and showcase it. And so just having that mindset that, yes, this is actually something I'm going to do is the first thing. The second thing is uh, just knowing your topic. So this comes back to personal brand as well is like, what do you want to be known for? What is it like when somebody says, oh, I'm looking for a speaker that talks about about marketing to product-based businesses, maybe Lauren's the person that I think of. Yeah. So you want to be really clear, what is my personal brand so that people know exactly like who I am, what I talk about and the quality of what I talk about. And a podcast is a really great asset as far as you developing your thought leadership, your topics, things like that. And Mm -hmm. I always say that I remember years ago, this was just before I started my podcast, which was about five years ago now, Darren Rouse, who is the creator of ProBlogger, he was doing a Facebook Live 
And I just remember him saying, if you want to be a speaker, start a podcast because basically you have to give a keynote for half an hour every single week uh, mm-hmm. and it will hone your speaking skills. Like you will learn to become a really good speaker. You will also become very clear about what you believe and what you don't believe. You'll also become very clear about what you want to be known for and what you talk about. And it also then showcases your ability to be a speaker the quality of what you say, your energy, how you talk, all the rest of it. So when I heard him say that, I was doing videos at the time and we were about to go into renovation and I was like, podcasting it is. (laughs) Uh, And I have to say that it has absolutely attracted a lot of paying clients, a lot of paid speaking gigs, gotten me onto other podcasts. So I think that, you know, really knowing what you want to be known for and what you want to talk about is important. A podcast is a great way to define that. And the third thing is assets. So assets like a speaker's page on your website, any photos or videos of you speaking, uh, a media page as well is a great asset, which then showcases podcasts that you've been on. So if somebody approaches me to be a speaker at an event or something like that, I will always, like before I go and ask them for anything, I will go and look at their website and I'll see whether they're serious or not. Like, do they have a speaker's page? Do they have a podcast? Mm -hmm. Do they have a media page? And they don't need to have all of those things, but there needs to be something that says, yes, this is what I do. So create great assets Mm -hmm. for people to check out. That's really helpful. And I love the focus on taking action. And like <laughs> your first question is like, okay, you want to be a speaker? What are you doing to be a speaker? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's so true. So many of us like have these things we want to be doing or dream of doing, but the only way to get there is to start taking actions toward it. And I also love the reminder that, like you say, over time, you become a good podcaster or a good speaker. It's not. And it's not a fair expectation to put on yourself that the first time you do it, it's going to be perfect. It's like the only way to get there is by just starting where you are now. And then you'll look back and be really proud of yourself someday, (laughs) but you have to, you have to get the reps in. And I just also (laughs) think with that, like just, you know, it, I have speaking as a revenue stream. Yeah. So it's a mindset as well. Mm -hmm. So if this is a revenue stream, what's my marketing strategy around getting speaking gigs? And I think sometimes, you know, people don't think about Mm -hmm. it like that. Like you might market your product or you might market your service, but you may not market that. And I have a strategy around my speaking, just like I have a strategy around the rest of my business. So smart. I love it. Thank you. Um, It's different from just business as usual. So I love that answer. Um, Yeah, good. And I just think for me, like sometimes I just go with my energy as well. So, you know, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning or I'll get to my desk and I'll, I'll just be like, oh, you know something, I think I'll just get on a live. Like I'm just very... Let me just give this a go. Let me just get on and see what comes up. Let's see who's on. Let me just connect. And I just think sometimes we think that things have to be profound and they don't. Like people, people just want to, yeah. people want to connect and people want to, um, you know, hear what it is that you've got to say or what you've got going on and things like that. And so I think just once again, not, not looking to be perfect, but trying different things and seeing what works for you and your energy and also what works from a marketing perspective is 
is where you find out, you know, what, what to do more of. Amazing answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, okay. So moving into some of the questions that I get to ask all of our guests here on the podcast. The first one is how do you approach doing good through your small business? Yeah. So for me, uh, I think there's two things is number one there, we support a number of charities through the business. So, uh, we, my purpose is to support women to become bold and powerful voices in the world and claim their space with confidence. And whether that be women in business or whether it be young women. So I've got a daughter who's 11. Uh, and Mm -hmm. so we support one, one girl, which is a, charity in Sierra Leone that means that young girls, you know, the age of 13 don't have to get married, but that they can stay in school and they can learn to start businesses and get educated and all the rest of it. And so for me, it was really thinking, you know, where are their women and girls in the world who want to be bold and powerful voices, but may not have the opportunity. And so that's one of the charities that we support as well as Yulari, which is an indigenous, uh, indigenous charity here in Australia that supports indigenous young women to go to, uh, really great schools. Uh, and so that's, I just wanted to support young people coming up, uh, and support Mm -hmm. girls who may not have the opportunities that a lot of us have. So from a charity perspective, that's something that we do. And, you know, the percentage of the revenue goes to them every single month. And then I just feel like doing good for me, it's bringing awareness to my community that they are powerful and they have the opportunity to make an impact. And that can be through Mm -hmm. the charities they support. It's through the good work that they do. It's through you know, speaking up about things that matter. And so, and that can be hard sometimes. And so I really Mm -hmm. want to create an environment where my clients feel okay to ask questions that might be uncomfortable. And I think that if we can create more environments where, you know, diversity and inclusion of voices and gender and ethnicity and ability is something that we talk openly about, I think that that also builds incredible good through more acceptance within our communities as well. Totally agree. Um, What is one book that you would recommend? Oh, so I always recommend the same book. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it so much. For me, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert is like my creative Bible uh, because because one of the most profound things that she said is just create. It's not your job to be responsible for how people receive it. It's just your job to create Mm. and put it out into the world. And I feel like ever since I heard that four years ago on a walk listening to the audible version I've just Mm -hmm. been pretty fearless with what I do in my business and how I put stuff out there. I'm like, let's put this out there, see what happens. Like it's not my responsibility (laughs) how people people receive it. Like obviously I'm always thoughtful, but I think it's just made me really fearless when it comes to testing and trying and failing and experimenting and playing. And I'm just like, let's go, let's have a, let's have some fun with this. And so that's been a pretty, you know, profound change and impact for me. I love that. I, I need to revisit big magic. It's, (laughs) I feel like I, I think I started it a few years ago and I just wasn't in the place to like receive it. 
or something because I was enjoying it, but I never finished it. I have to be honest. I've never read the book. I've, I've got her on Audible and I actually have now made it a little like ritual that every year I listen to it again because every really? time, yeah, every time I listen to it, I get something new from it. Like depending on where I am in my journey, there's something that she's, yeah. she says that maybe I didn't pick on up last time, but I also right. think that like just, I don't know, she's such an incredible storyteller that I just find yeah. it really enjoyable to listen to her as well. So I was going to yeah. ask, she, I'm, I'm assuming she narrates it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She reads it. Yeah. I saw her yeah. speak at just like a town hall event in Seattle once. And I brought my partner who like didn't know anything about her and was just kind of agreed to go with me. And she was like, wow, she is a really amazing speaker and storyteller. So yeah. that is a good tip. Maybe I'll yeah. try the, the audio version. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Um, what is one small business that you admire? Yeah, I know we were talking about this before. There's so many, there's so many great businesses and it's not a small business. It's not a small business anymore, but it was a small business. And I really admire, uh, the life coaching school with Brooke Castillo. She started when she was just a mom with small kids and she was like trying to work out her life. And now it's like, I don't know, like a $17 million business. Obviously it's not a small business anymore, but I think I love, I do like business that started from nothing and they're so inspiring now um you know to to us as we build our businesses too so I think that that was kind of one that that came to mind I mean so many of my clients who've got small businesses inspire me every day uh so it's hard to pick one but yeah she's somebody that once again I just I spend a lot of time listening to her and her journey and all of the honesty that comes from that journey too. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Suze, this has been so fun getting to pick your brain about personal branding and, and just hear a little bit about your approach. I always love listening to you speak. So folks who are listening, definitely go check out Suze's podcast. Um, On that note, I would love for you to share with everyone just all the different places that they can connect with you and learn more about your work. Um, whether it's like, what are your preferred social accounts? I think you said Instagram, your podcast, all the things. Yeah, sure. The main place is suzechadwick.com, which is S-U-Z-C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K. And so you can find everything there, but I mainly hang out on Instagram. I'm Suze Chadwick on all socials. Uh, but yeah, Instagram is kind of my, my little home base where I connect with a lot of people and, uh, the podcast is the brand builders lab podcast. So once again, you can find it through the website or through my socials and come and hang out. Yeah. And I think you have a free resource about building a personal brand. Is that right? Oh yes. So, so if you go to suzechadwick.com forward slash freebies, then you can go and check out, um, I've got a couple of different, uh, a couple of different freebies there and you can go check that out as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on this. This has been such a fun episode and I cannot wait to share it with everyone. Thanks so much for having me. Yay. This is one of those episodes that left me feeling so inspired, and my guess is that it's the same for you. If so, we would both love to connect with you on Instagram. You can connect with both Suze and I. Suze is at Suze Chadwick. That's S-U-Z, 
C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K. And I'm at Lauren Tilden, L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. The show notes for today's episode includes links to everything we mentioned. You can find that at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 143. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful to have your support. Here are three ways that you can give back to Making Good. First, I'd be honored if you'd leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe or follow. If you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, you can send them the link. Today's episode is makinggoodpodcast.com slash 143. Finally, I'd love for you to take a screenshot while you're listening to this episode and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden. We'd love to cheer you on. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.